you would please turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 to 32. If you would please follow in the reading of the Word of God. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth to each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good so that he has something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth but only such as a word is good for edification according to the need of the moment. So it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you have been sealed in the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put aside from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Father, help us to hear this, the specifics that the Apostle Paul is giving each of us, knowing the great doctrine that we have seen in chapters 1 to 3, Lord, I ask that uh, you teach us well. Now, Father, we bow our knee in all humility to the old self and bow to you in the new self. Help us to put on Christ so that what is good it is in us is that reflected of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Amen. What we've been looking at and, and what Paul set the stage in, in the first part of chapter 4 is, I implore you to walk in a manner worthy. He's given you three chapters of doctrine. And, and I've shared this over and over, and it's my passion that the thing that's killing the church today is there is no theology. We've all kind of created Jesus in our own image. And, and so we react and we live according to how we perceive the Lord our Savior instead of saying, but what does His Word say? I mean, when you go back and it tells you that you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies, what do you compare that to? Okay? And yet, we still inevitably will try to do it in our own strength, our own manner, our own methods. And He's saying, put that off. Put that off because I think that for the average person, we do not know the depth of our depravity. And yet it's not that I'm not trying to say you all are evil incarnate. Okay, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is the society and the method in which you exist has always been evil. It has always been a curse unto the Lord. 
And that's how you and I were raised. And I don't care if you were raised by the most godly parents you think you ever knew. But if you look at the whole system, it's fighting against us. I don't care what part it is. And, and you can say, well, I'm conservative or I'm liberal. You can say that I'm this, I am this educated, I am not this educated. I don't care what you say. You are still part of that system. It's funny, I had a conversation, it's been a, a while ago, and the guy says, well, you know, we'll know who's against Christ because they'll take the mark of the beast. And I just smiled at him and said, you already got it, dude. You ain't going to take nothing. You're already in it. Well, but that's three sixes. That's the mark of man. Okay? God is seven. He is complete. We're not. And everything that you do is in whose system? Okay, I have never gone to the first bank of God. I would like to open up a checking account. Right? You're still in the system. And, and when I look at this stuff and I hear this stuff and I, and I think that everything is around us and yet look at how much each of us put hope in it. Do you realize how foolish that is? And that's what the Lord is trying to tell us. It doesn't mean that I don't buy and sell. That ain't what it means. But I don't put no hope in it. I don't put no faith in it. I utilize it. I utilize it. I think that they should outlaw fossil fuel. And I'll be the only one that has one. I think that'd be totally awesome. Okay? But you see what I'm trying to get at? He's told us and he concluded in the last section that I want you to put off the old things. Okay? The, The old way that you made decisions... The old way that you sought advice, that you sought counsel, put off, put it off, put it off. And I want you to put on the new. And I showed you how that looked. The old man versus the new man. I showed you that. We looked at it in depth. But now what the apostle does is he gets specific. Remember what he told you in the first three chapters. If you're his... You are a new creation. You know what that means, right? It's not like anything ever before. You're a new creation. You're, you're brand spanking new. There wasn't, no, there wasn't one like this ever. So here, now you are one. Okay? You are His. You identify with Him. He's telling us now... Would you let your foot off the clutch, put it in gear, and engage in the theology that I've given you? You can't coast. You can't say, well, yeah, you know, that's cool. But I need to. You know, I hear people, and I, you know, Pastor, will you come and pray that I'll get this mortgage? No, I won't. Why? Well, if your credit's all right, you'll get the mortgage. My prayer for you is, will this become an anchor around your neck? 
That's my prayer. I would like to have a new car. Everything I got is I got a bazillion miles on it. And, and a couple of them are giving groanings that only the Spirit understands. And I'd like to have a new car, but I don't need an anchor around my neck. Okay? I already picked out three. He said, no, you'll sink. Okay. So I'm going to end up with a Volkswagen Beetle. But it'll have a new motor and transmission. But you see what I'm trying to get at? We get on these things and there's no, no problem with it. And, and yet we become obsessed with some of this stuff. And that is the old man. Um, we are in a day and age of prosperity. Right now we, our country is very prosperous. And, and yet, when does it satisfy us? You see what I'm trying to get at? And that's what the Apostle Paul is trying to get to us. And I started this a couple of weeks ago. Move from lying to speaking the truth. And I shared this, and I seen the look on your faces when I said it, but I'm not going to back away from it. Okay? We are on a planet that is based on lies. The system is based on lies. Our system... The whole thing. I don't care if you are in Azerbaijan. I don't care if you're in Myanmar. I don't care if you're in China. I don't care if you're in the United States, England, or Europe. That systems are all based on lies. Listen, Jesus said he was the way and the... And their conclusion was what? Kill him. Kill him. Why? Because you confront our lies. And he did it in a way that whether you were a religious Jew or a pagan Gentile, you're guilty because you live in lies and you killed the son of truth. And you know what, brothers and sisters? (laughs) It still hasn't changed. I love you. And I know you think, well, but I'm doing, and I'm doing, no, I'm sorry. The whole system is based on lies. Okay? This book, the Holy Bible, exposes man's lies. That's why we have so much fun reading it. You're cruising along, minding your own business, and all of a sudden, bam! Oops. I'll back up and read around that. Okay? Man is offended by the Word of God. And when the Word became flesh and walked among us, guess what the result was? Man was offended. And so man comes up with all of his brilliant ideas. Well, we evolved. Okay, this is, that creation thing ain't right. And you're sitting there going, I don't have that much faith to say that we evolved. I cannot see myself coming from an earthworm. Okay, I can see myself returning 
to the earth, but I cannot see myself coming from an earthworm. Well, but you don't understand how smart dolphins are. I've never been to a hospital that was built by a dolphin. Okay? So see what I'm trying to get at? That these are things, and they throw all of this. Okay, we're tell, you're trying to tell me what, how many genders are there? Okay? Do you understand what you're attacking? <laughs> common sense. But I mean, besides common sense. God created. Well, but you know, you can decide which one you are. What? Then outlaw ultrasounds. Because everybody gets an ultrasound to find out if it's a boy or a girl. And we can't decide by no ultrasound. Do you see what I'm trying to get at? Man is based on lies. And so he attacks what is true. Do you do you see how simple it is? And yet, we try to make it complex. And that is another lie. God said, hey, I made it simple because I know you can't handle complex. Man becomes offended. And we, being taught by the Apostle Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the authority of His holy book, that we are to put on truth. And we speak the truth in love. You know, that goes all the way back to Exodus 20. Don't bear false witness. You know, uh, I don't know if any of you have ever been through the court systems. I've had that adventure multiple times. And it's amazing to me because... Every time I was in the court system, I was guilty. Okay? If I wasn't guilty, I wouldn't have been there. So I was guilty. And my lawyers always come in and said, now tell them you're not guilty. Everybody in the courtroom knows that I'm lying. My lawyer just told me to lie. You're not guilty. What is that? I think it'd freak him out if you walked in there and said, guilty as charged. What? Yep. You bet your sweet bippy I did it. And most of you don't even know what a bippy is. But anyway. But you see what I'm trying to explain to you? I mean, this is where justice is. So go in there and tell the judge and lie to him. That's some weird justice. Yeah. Here's the thing I want you to understand. God's economy is based on truth. It has to be. If it's not, then He's not just, nor is He righteous. So His economy is based on truth. There's no... Plea bargaining. Okay, you go in and you plead not guilty because they're going to plead it down. All right? That's not God's economy. God's economy is based on truth. Listen, this is not some... Stop lying is not some psychological honesty. You know, I've convinced myself 
that I was in error, but honestly, I didn't know I was in error. Therefore, it couldn't have been an error if I honestly didn't know that it was an error. Brothers and sisters, I hear that all the time. Well, I didn't know. I talked myself out of it being wrong. And I went and did it. Okay? This is not uh, sensitivity training. That's not what I'm talking about here. Because that's the big thing now. Well, we, we need you to deal with it another way. Well, truth is truth. How do you deal with it another way? Oh, the option. Lie about it. Okay? Listen, none of this is the way of man. It's not our nature. Have you ever thought about it? If you've got kids, who taught your kids to lie? Somebody did. Because every one of them is really good at it. And they know how to do it. Just instantaneous. It's wrong. It's a lie. I don't care. Where did that come from? It's the way of man. It is our nature. Now listen. This is not if you hate somebody, you tell them that you hate them. Okay? Alright? That's not what I'm pushing here. If you don't love somebody... You need to talk to God about loving that person. Okay? You don't need to say, well, I hate you because this, 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 and this. No, you need to get on your knees before the throne of God and say, I've got a problem. <laughs> you made them. Okay? And, and so I'm not giving, well, it's just, I'm going to tell you, you're too short, you're too tall, you're too big, you're too short. I, whatever, I ain't going to do that. That ain't not what I'm telling you. You speak the truth in love. If you have someone you hate, shut up. Don't talk to them. Ask God to help you love them. Okay? We are to put off any kind of lying. Do you understand that we are to put off any kind of lying in any kind of relationship? Well, you can lie to lost people. That's what Muslims teach. Did you know that? It's a sin for a Muslim to lie unless you're an infidel. Okay? So do you think that dog will hunt in Christ? Not even close. Speaking the truth in love is not a license to hate. Okay? The license to hate is a completely another problem. It is because of your heart. Okay? And you have not surrendered. Who did Christ hate? No one. Now, he hated sin, but he never hated an individual. Okay? So the basis here why is this important? Okay? This is really what I want to get at. Why is this important not to lie? Okay, I'm not, I'm not talking about bald face lies. I'm talking about half truths. Uh, I'm talking about uh, leaving something out. Okay, 
It's, it's funny, uh, in the past I have had to deal with couples who are struggling in their marriages and, and they will come to me and, and I'll set them down and I'll say, okay, tell me what's going on. And it's funny because the spouse, the husband will tell me what the wife is doing wrong in light of scripture. And then the wife will tell me what the husband is doing wrong in light of Scripture. And so I look at him and smile and say, you're reading the wrong part. The wife needs to know what she's supposed to do, period. Because woman, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, your husband will do what he's supposed to do. But if I sit there and say, well, you're not submitting to me as unto Christ. When you're not loving me as Christ loves the church. Okay? That's not speaking the truth in love. Alright? So what I'm talking about is when it comes to this, why is it important for me to speak the truth? Now listen, brothers and sisters, I love you. been with you too long probably. Okay? But I've seen some of you, and you you are so gracious. But you get to the point in your graciousness, you're lying through your teeth. But I'm gracious. All right? Look at verse 25. It says, Speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor. You know who your neighbor is? Whoever but ain't you. Okay? But what he says, for we are members of one another. Now, remember when we started this? Some amazing stuff came out. What is the church? What is the church? It's the body of Christ, right? It's the body of Christ. We are talking about the body of Christ. If we are members one of another, then we are talking about what? The body of Christ. And he's dealing with the context in this letter, the unity of the church. We are one. As Christ and the Father are one, we are one. Why? Because we are a body. We are one body. If we don't tell the truth to each other, You're going to mess up the fellowship. Okay? Listen. You know, I sat down and I thought about this. What if your brain decided, I'm going to lie to you? Okay? I know we're all in the same body, but I'm going to lie to you. And what I'm going to do... The signals that tell you hot is hot and cold is cold, I'm changing them. What is hot is cold, what is cold is hot. What are you going to do with a cup of coffee? Huh? You're going to drink that cup of coffee and say, gosh, that's cold. And you're going to heat it up and you're going to drink it. And that's still cold. It ain't getting any warmer. Right? You don't want that to happen, do you? 
Let me ask you this. What if your eyes decided, I don't care what they think. I'm going to deceive them. I'm make my own decision. No problem, right? So we're going to go on a road trip. You drive them down the road. Your eyes look ahead and says, nope, that's not a curve. Kind of ends bad, doesn't it? Listen, and it goes to the fact that you can't shave the truth. Can't shave it a little bit. Okay? Because I've had people come and ask me questions, very poignant questions, very diligent questions. And um, I'll look them straight in the eye and says, do you want to know truth? And they know what I'm saying. You're about to get your feelings hurt. Okay? We are absolutely dependent on the honesty of our nervous system in our bodies, are we not? Honesty of every organ in our body, and if we don't get that honesty, what happens? You die. Right? There isn't a a sort of thing in there. God has given us pain system. Trust me. Okay? And that it is honest enough to tell us when we have a problem. There ain't nobody here likes pain. But if you're really honest with yourself, when you're in pain, that's a good thing. It's your body saying, hello, hello, Houston, we have a problem. And if you don't deal with me, I'm going to make it worse. Right? And, you know, there's times we deal with pain. I don't want pain right now, but can't I think of something else? And sometimes uh, men are really good at this. I'll ignore it. It'll go away. Right? And I'm sure that women do it some too, but I am a man. I've been around men, and we have a tendency to say, I just ignore it. It'll get better. I'll drink more water. If I drink more water, everything gets better. That seems to be the thing that is in my counsel at this time. Everybody I talk to, you need to drink more water. Would I look like a guppy? I haven't drunk that much water in my entire life. Now all of a sudden I'm going to die if I don't. We have symptoms that appear in our bodies that reveal that we have a disease. We have a problem. And we go get the problem treated. My grandfather died of an exploded gallbladder. And he just felt like that he had eaten some wrong food for six months. And he decided to catch a train up to get it looked at, and he died on the way to, in the train. And a gallbladder is not really that big a deal. But if I ignore it, it'll be fine. I'll drink some more water. 
Okay? God lets us know there's a problem in our body by the pain. Okay, now let me think, let me ask you a question. Who designed the human body? Hmm. The honesty of our body, that allows it to function. Now then, what you've been looking at in the book of Ephesians. The body of Christ cannot be any less than that. Interesting, don't you think? There are no shaded problems. There are no half-truths. And we can't be that way with one another. Or we'll never function properly. Okay? Do we see the problem? Listen, if I can see the... Here's the problem. I love you guys. Some of you are going to think I'm specifically speaking to you. Perhaps I am. Perhaps it's the Holy Spirit. We have a problem with our problems. When we're dealing with something, we don't share that with the saints. You know why? The same reason Satan got kicked out of heaven. Pride. If I deal with my problem with you, you're going to think, what a worm. Instead of saying, you know what? I've got this family issue. You know what? I just struggle with my quiet time. How's it come every time I turn around it feels like God is convicting me? How's it come He's convicting me about everything? Some of these things I know i got to be doing right or getting at least close. But see, our pride, I'm not going to share that with you. Tell me I'm wrong. Come on, tell me. That's what I thought. Because he who believes that any one of you is absolutely complete and perfect is a bigger fool than I'll ever be. And that's what we're getting at here. When we talk about lying with a bald face lie, I know what that is. Oh, this is politicians. But you know what? That's the saints of the Most High God. I don't want to tell you what I'm struggling with. I'm going to tell you what's hurting me. You know, when that person said that to me, do you know that? That cut me right to the core of my soul. We ain't going to say that. Why? Makes you sound weak. And I've arrived. I'm in a doctrinally sound church. I've read my Bible. I've read all 66 books. I just can't remember when. And your pride gets in the way and you put up this facade that is a half-truth. It's a shaded truth. And it's, it doesn't allow the saints to minister to each other. It doesn't allow us to bear one another's burdens. It does not allow us to love each other. It does not allow us to lift one another up. It does not allow us to teach each other. 
it doesn't allow us to pray for one another. Because you know what? They've got this facade up here, and this is how I know them. And you know what? Back around here is who they really are. And so guess what? I don't really know who you are. There's a word that's called hypocrites. We get hypocrite from. It was used in secular Greek for actors. And it was those masks in the Greek plays that had these masks on. You have a sad mask, a happy mask, a goofy mask, whatever it was. And But you didn't know what the face behind it was saying. How many in the body of Christ right now have got some goofy mask on? And the rest of the church doesn't know. You know, as the pastor, people entrust me with uh, a lot of information. And uh, I actually kind of pride myself in the fact that I don't repeat it. But I have to be honest with you. There's times I've been convicted that I don't repeat it because I'm the one carrying the burden. And it should be the body carrying the burden. Remember, it's it's the body of Christ. If one of you has a problem, it affects all of us. Right? And yet, I don't got no problem. I'm finer than a frog here. People ask me, how are you doing? And I, my normal response is, having a blast. And nobody ever pursues beyond that. Do you know what that means? Everything's exploded. See? But nobody ever goes beyond, he's having a blast. Look at him, he's got to be having a blast. And no, that means I blew everything up. Do you see what I'm trying to get at? Each of us have burdens. You know, a lot of you don't know this, but a lot of you have the same burdens as others. But see, I'm not allowed to tell you that. But some of you have the same burden as another person who has been victorious over that burden, but you're not going to share that burden because (laughs) it made me look weak. No, it actually makes you look human. I find that fascinating. But, you know, I've kind of got this little place where I hang out and I pray about it. Lord, help them. A whole bunch of people around them. Lord, help them. Because we've been called to minister to each other. You know what minister means, right? Serve. Okay. We're called to bear one another's burden. You who are spiritual... See any brother in a trespass. Come beside him and lift that burden up. And the picture from the Greek language is an animal that's load is so heavy that it's crushing it to the ground. And so you get up underneath it and you help lift that sucker up. 
so that it can maintain. See, you can never step into that arena until you start speaking the truth in love. You know, we all, I'm spiritual, really. Do you know how many burdens are in this room right now? Do you? And if you say, yeah, then get up there and pick up that load. We are to love one another in spite of our blemishes. We are to lift each other up. We are to teach each other. Teach each other doesn't mean that we just sit down in a class and whiteboard or something like that. Teach each other means, you know what? You're standing right here. I'm going to stand here right beside you. We're going to go shoulder to shoulder. We're going to press on through this. And I'm going to teach you as we walk because, you know, hey, maybe I've been right through that. Or maybe that person right there show you what you did wrong. I see people and they say, well, I want to be a teacher. Then walk. Then walk. And I always wondered about, people ask me about my calling. I told them it was a wrong number. And uh, what it dawned on me is that before I ever took a teaching position, when the doors of the building was open, I was there. I mean, I might have been doing sound. I might have been painting, changing light bulbs, something. But I was always there. Why? Because when people would come in, I was right there. They'd sit and talk, chit-chat. Next thing I know, I had the youth. Who thought that up? I went from that to adult Sunday school. The whole time I was still doing the sound equipment. Um, actually, the church paid me $100 a month to clean it. And clean the church weekly. Why? Serving one another. Serving one another. But in that, ep- that time frame... Everybody shared with me because they seen that. Look, he's still here. Gee whiz, what's the matter with that? And you know, um, I didn't hide things. When I was hurting, people knew I was hurting. How do we pray for each other? How do you pray for each other? Amy, how do you pray for Cheryl? I want that Vega. No. <laughs> I resign myself. Yeah, I resign myself to the lesser. How do you pray? Look around. Look around, brothers, sisters. How do you pray? Lisa, how do you pray for Cynthia? I pick on each and every one of you. How do you pray? 
How do I, in the intimacy of prayer, before the most holy God of universe, where you walk in that room, you ain't hiding nothing. You walk in there and pray. How do I pray? How do I pray for Christine? See what I mean? Do you see how the subtlety of a life of lies corrupts the essence of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ? And now listen, ain't nobody came in here today and said, well, I'm a liar. But by golly, I'm good at it. Brothers and sisters, I've been, <laughs> God's knocked my butt down for about three weeks. Uh, it's funny how he does that. And I thanked him that he didn't put me in jail like he did Paul. So I was grateful. And I said, Father, please help these precious people understand what it means to bear one another's burdens, to pray for one another, not intermittently. If we really don't know what's going on, how can I honestly petition on your behalf before the king? And I told you, I've got a little advance on some of you because people share with the pastor. I keep trying to tell them, you have the red phone, I don't. Okay? We speak the truth in love. Do you understand that we have exchanged It's lying. Okay? And that's a harsh word. But when you're not truthful about something, what is it? We speak the truth. When we become these new creations, we need to remember something. Old things have passed away. Put away the old. Term that you've seen there, we looked at, is throw it off. Throw off the old. Old coat, old cloak, get rid of it. That old covering, get rid of it. Same word that was used in the book of Acts. When they threw their coats at Paul's feet at the stoning of Stephen. Throw that off. Be honest. Listen, brother and sister, I hate to break the news to you. We have to spend eternity together. What are you going to hide? So, let's get rid of it. And I'm out of gas. I can feel my lungs telling me to sit down and shut up. Not necessarily in that order. So let's pray. Help us, Father. Help us to look at these words of the Apostle Paul, knowing he implored us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling which you have been called. Father, help us to understand the unity of the body. The human body is the same creation that you made is the same that is the church. Father, what a magnificent thought. 
Can you imagine, Lord? Help us. Father, the man can't do this. Help us to be honest with each other. Help us to wantingly stand shoulder to shoulder with each other. We may walk in the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. And we praise you for the time that you've given us together. To your glory. In Christ's name. Amen.